Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. This week's Torah study, Torah portion number 40, uh, in Numbers 22, is this amazing story of King Balak and Balaam, the Gentile prophet. Uh, And it brings up the opportunity to teach a little bit on standing with Israel. And in this story, you'll have to read it for yourself, I'll just give you some of the Reader's Digest, is Israel's on their way to the Promised Land, and they have to go through Moab. Uh, On the uh, east side of the Dead Sea is Jordan, Moab. back in the biblical times. And the king, for no apparent reason, is freaked out that Israel's coming. And filled with fear, he decides, we got to stop these people. Well, just, you know, why not just let them go on into the promised land and be friends? Let's have peace. But not King Balak, uh, not the Moab uh, nation. So he hires a Gentile prophet named Balaam to curse Israel. And every time Balaam tries to curse Israel, uh, God turns it into a blessing. Anytime somebody tries to curse you because of your loyalty and devotion to the Lord, to the Bible, and your stance with Israel, God's going to turn that thing around and what was a a curse will be reversed. So even though uh, Balaam appears to represent God, he doesn't. He's really a spiritual attack dog. And it brings to mind this whole teaching on discernment. In the last days, there's going to be deception. And it's very important that we love the Bible, learn the Bible, and understand not man's doctrine, but the Word of the living God. Amen. Amen. And so, Balaam, Balak hatched this plan to curse, defeat, and destroy Israel. And... It's all based on anti-Semitism, a hatred of Israel, a hatred of the Jewish people for no good reason. Uh, But in the end, uh, back then, and how it will be today, if you come against Israel, you're coming against God Almighty. And... uh, Jesus is not only a shepherd to you and I, He's a conquering King. He's not only uh, a shepherd, He's the Lion of Judah. And I don't know if you know what lions do if you're out there, but uh, you're, you're prey. But what happens is a lot of good people end up getting led astray. It happened in this story. A lot of people sided with Balaam and Balak. Even Jewish people sided with Balaam. It's like, what are you people thinking? 
you're serving the God of miracles and you're going to uh, side with anti-Semites? Insane. So uh, this teaching took place, you know, like 3,400 years ago. But there's lessons in the story that are still relevant now. Balak's decision to hire uh, Balaam to curse Israel is based on fear and hate, religious discrimination, and a desire to exert absolute power. Kind of sounds like what's going on in America today. The war against Christianity. And at, at the root cause of that, we battle not with flesh and blood. But against what? Powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness. If you could pull back the spiritual curtain, you would see a demonic attack on America against Israel by the forces of evil. And uh, thank God He's called us to push back. Amen. Amen. Anybody here willing to push back? So, just like In the day, Balak, Balaam, there's still governments, there's still secular organizations, there's still terrorist groups, and there's still Christian groups. Like I just read this week that uh, the Presbyterian Church said, we hate Israel. That's the official Presbyterian uh, statement this week. Look it up. That we hate Israel. They're an apartheid state and they're occupying somebody else's country. So if you were a Presbyterian in the day, you need to break that curse. Father, forgive me for being associated with a religious group that hates Israel. I break any curse that may have passed on to me, either as a Presbyterian or a Lutheran or Episcopalian or Catholic. Whatever organization has come out and spoken badly against God's people, I reject that, renounce that, and ask for you... for forgiving me for anything I may have been uh, associated with, and I change my allegiance right now to standing with Israel. Why would you say that? Well, because as the old uh, uh, song, uh, children's song went, because the Bible tells me so. Ever heard of Genesis? Ever read Genesis 12:3? When Abraham got the revelation that there's but one true God, God said, Abraham, I'm going to do all these things. And the key thing, the very first blessing uh, he gave, to, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And so thank God we're in a church and a congregation here and around the world of standing with Israel, supporting biblical prophecies, supporting all the promises and the word of the living God. And so this is important because if you find yourself aligned with the wrong group, Whatever curse or trouble that comes being in association and in covenant with them, it's going to come on you. All right? So you have to be very aware of who you're supporting. 
and who you're voting for. Uh, And for a Christian, one of the key litmus tests is deciding, are they pro-Israel or anti-Israel? Are they pro-Jewish or anti-Semitic? And we don't, who, you know, you're not trained up to think like this, but in these last, you better start thinking like this. You don't want to just go through life like McFly. Back to the future, McFly, hello. (laughs) New Beginnings, for nearly 30 years, has stood strong and united with the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. Maybe that's why you're here today, because you feel that kindred feeling, that kindred spirit. And New Beginnings, Pastors Larry and Tiz, you and I denounce anti-Semitism, hatred and violence against the Jews. And we oppose any government, any policy, any terror group whose mission it is to destroy Israel and to boycott the Jewish people. Uh, And the Presbyterian Church, God love you, but you're wrong. It's false a false opinion that Israel is occupying. How can you be occupying a country that God gave you 4,000 years ago? How many of you believe in God? How many of you believe in Yahweh and His Son, Yeshua, Jesus Christ? Then you believe the Bible? So, how, how do you arbitrate these things? You go to the Word of God and find out what God says. And we've done that. And so, we've come to the uh, biblical conclusion that God gave that land to Abraham and the chosen people, and it's theirs to this day. And so, we also recognize it's an eternal covenant. It didn't die out when Moses died. Uh, we're even today, and we need to do this, uh, and this is part of why we have this re- growing relationship with Israel. We believe they have a sovereign right to exist as a nation. Balak didn't think that. Balaam didn't think that. And governments today don't think that. We, we don't believe in a two-state solution. As if part of Israel isn't Israel anymore. It's the West Bank. No, it's Judea and Samaria. It's where David walked. It's where Jesus walked. How did Jesus come? Okay, we, we will give that all that land away. No, he, that's not what's going on. So, uh, we believe that Jerusalem should be the undivided and eternal capital of Jerusalem, or of, of Israel. If they divided Israel and Jerusalem into a Palestinian and Israel state, half of the old, what we just saw, would all be under Muslim control. And uh, history tells us, recent history, that can be very risky and very dangerous to people that don't believe that Allah is the one true God. We endorse international agreements like the Abraham Accords. 
where through President Trump's work, suddenly Arab nations and Israel were coming into agreement, into a, a sense, uh, into peace. Uh, uh, and so uh, we believe for that. We believe that for you and I, that if we'll love Israel, respect Israel, honor our Jewish roots, uh, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that there's great prosperity connected to that. And God is able to do things behind the scenes that it could take you 50 years on your own to try to accomplish. God can do that by the end of the week. Amen? Amen? So, Balak, Balaam, anti-Semitic. It's the oldest ethnic hatred there is. A political hatred, a religious hatred. Pharaoh had it. Haman had it. Remember Haman from the story of Purim and Queen Esther? Stalin, modern day Russia, Stalin, Hitler, and the people that control Gaza, Hamas, they've got it. It's Hezbollah up in the Lebanon area, and now Iran. All of these different Governments and leaders have had a hatred for Israel. And so why are we sharing it? Because that's the Torah portion this week. Balak and Balaam hated Israel. And because our mission as a church is to counter that, it's just good to talk about it so we all know where everybody stands. The fact of the matter is, those that hate Israel are conspiring with demonic forces. And it's rooted in Amalek. When Israel was first coming out of Egypt, the first nation that attacked Israel was Amalek. And they went after the weak. I've always wondered, why do all of these terrorists attack helpless women? And little kids. What is your story there, man? Well, we know. They're motivated by the spirit of Amalek. And God said, you'll battle Amalek uh, through every generation until the end comes. So, Balak, the king of Moab, again, this is modern day Jordan, uh, he was threatened for no reason at all. They're just passing through. His fear was baseless. And even today you see about the peace negotiation. Israel, if Israel wanted to annihilate their enemies, they could do so by the end of the week. They've got the military firepower, uh, but why don't they do that? Because they want peace, right? They just don't like, how would you like your neighborhood shelled with rockets every other day? You'd probably do more than call your congressman. <laughs> so, it was just anti-Semitism for the sake of anti-Semitism. And that, regrettably, is still alive today. So I'm watching the president, President Biden, he goes to Israel a few days ago. And he continues to push 
pro-Palestinian causes like this two-state solution, like some of biblical Israel is no longer Israel's possession. Uh, And in fact, he says, uh, I support going back to the borders that they were when Jordan was occupying in pre-1967 borders. And then to find out he's still working with all of his administration to financially restore Iran. Iran is the number one state-sponsored terrorist uh, nation in the world. And they call Israel the little Satan. Guess who's the great Satan? You and me. So Biden is wanting to give them up to a trillion dollars in financial relief. And they're already committed to using that to perpetuate their nuclear weapons program. With the idea, we're going to launch a nuclear weapon. Against who? So, not pro-Israel. Bad move for America to be on the wrong side of Genesis 12.3. Now, I'm going to offend some folks here, but, you know, you just got to, sometimes you just got to take your medicine. Is the Democratic Party supports all of this. They're taking their cues from the far-left progressive wing. And they've invaded uh, the Congress. There is a Hamas caucus in our United States Congress. People that support Hamas, they support Hezbollah, they support the Palestinian Authority, they support the destruction of Israel in our United States Congress. And so we're against anyone that promotes hate against Israel and promotes the destructive BDS legislation. Boycott, divest, and what's the S? Sanction. Uh, I don't know why anybody would want to be on the side of a political party uh, whose campaign promise is, one Jewish state is one too many. Why would, that, why would you want that on your resume as a Christian? Uh, I don't know how people answer for that when St. Peter calls their name and they go through the pearly gates. Uh, got to answer for this. Maybe that's why there's tears in heaven. That's why God wipes away every tear. What tears? Oh my gosh, what was I thinking? I'm so sorry I was thinking that way, Lord. the anti-Israel movement has invaded the National Teachers Union. A lot of things have invaded the National Teachers Union. Do you follow what goes on in the National Teachers Union? Evil. Yeah. Trying to divide people by race, trying to teach hatred to the Jewish people. Here's one of their stated goals. We're here to educate members and the general public on the apartheid atrocities and gross violations of human rights against Palestinian children and families by the state of Israel funded directly by the United States. So that all gets embedded into curriculums. And had it not been for the pandemic, 
uh, and all these Zoom meetings with kids learning from home via Zoom, I don't know if we would have ever caught on. Parents started catching on. What did that? What did she just say? What did that principal just say on Zoom? And it's true that one Florida principal a year or so ago telling a concerned parent caught on Zoom, I can't say whether the Holocaust is a factual historical event. You're an educator and you're a Holocaust denier? Yeah, you're a Timothy Leary disciple. Okay, and we could go on and on. Sorry to uh, dig into this. It's a Pandora's box. It's a can of worms. Uh, But at the end of the day, what these people are are anti-Bible, anti-Torah. I know it's, it's for some it's a bitter pill to swallow to look at a group that maybe you've been aligned with since your parents and your parents' parents. But uh, how can you support people that are anti-Jehovah and anti-Christ? I just don't get it. There's no room for Christianity. There's no seat at the table to share your viewpoint. You have no viewpoint. Shut up and obey. And, And so we're in this time, in the end times, it's important to understand these things. Right? Because if you elect a government who won't let God's laws rule and reign, what happens in its place? Social chaos. And here's the bottom line is atheists don't want to listen to anyone who says there's moral limits to your authority as a man. There's more, you have moral limits. You're not free just to do whatever you want because there's a higher power and He lays out His rules for mankind and we're going to follow those rules or we're going to... Well, you can't legislate morality. Believe me, they're legislating morality. How many of you want to be in a world under government? We're one world... One nation under government. Oh, the government's here to help. So, look, as we close, why is all of this happening? What, what are we getting at here? Is that the atheists are preparing the world for the coming of the Antichrist. You and I need to be people that are here on a mission from heaven preparing the world for the coming of the Son of God. And if you stop and just think about it, Bible prophecy, the book of Revelation, end time events like Armageddon, all of that is rooted in anti-Semitism. Why do the nations come against Israel? They hate the Jews and they hate the God of the Jews. And so the battle of Armageddon isn't with Bruce Willis. It's against demonic nations and demonic forces seeking to destroy God's chosen people and His beloved nation Israel. And guess what? They lose. They lose. 
big time they lose. I could share with you scriptures, Revelation 12, 13, Revelation 16, 13, Joel 3, 2, all describe biblically what's going on with the devil behind the scenes and his efforts to destroy Israel and what God's going to do about it. But God says, and here's a prophecy in Zephaniah 3.8, Christian, Jew, be patient, says the Lord. Soon I will stand and accuse these evil nations, for I have decided to gather the kingdoms of the earth and pour out my fiercest anger and fury on them. All the earth will be devoured by the fire of my jealousy. Who's God jealous of? Israel. The Jewish people. He's in love with Israel and the Jewish people. Deuteronomy 7, 6 says, You are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be His people. His treasured possession. And so... All of that is building to this epic conclusion and the dividing line, the the line in the sand is going to include whose side you're on when it comes to being pro-Israel or anti-Israel. And uh, we've made our decision. Have you made your decision? How many of you are pro-Israel today? Amen. So here's eight things Christians can do to reverse the curse of anti-Semitism. I'll just read these real quick. Number one, pray for the peace and protection of Jerusalem and Israel. Number two, study Bible prophecy and God's promises to Israel and the Jewish people. Eight things we can do to reverse the curse of anti-Semitism. Three, learn the history of the church and its anti-Semitic replacement theology doctrines. Number four, begin celebrating biblical holidays. Just don't celebrate Halloween. Try, Try celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Number five, vote for pro-Israel candidates and policies. Number six, share pro-Israel and Jewish roots points of view. Use your social media for more than just showing yourself at the coffee shop. Number seven, help us. New Beginnings, Larry Huck Ministry, stand with Israel and bless the Jewish community. Of course, I'm preaching to the choir. Sing amen. And number eight. Restore Judeo-Christianity so that the Messiah can return. Are you in agreement? If you're in agreement, give the Lord a praise. We love you. God bless you. Have a great morning.